Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here. And I want to welcome you to the very first installment in 2021 of Moore's Ark. And you guys know that this is where God dwells, where Jesus reigns, where the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Amen. We love over here. <laughs> we love not just in words, but in deeds. We love in spirit and in truth. I want to love on you. 2021 is the year I declare love will be restored. Let's restore love, the action of love. Love that is patient and kind, long-suffering. <laughs> Let's restore love, 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 love. All right. Well, today I come to you and I, I just want to, first of all, I want to congratulate everybody that is under the sound of my voice. <laughs> everybody. And for those who can't hear my voice but can read my words, I want to say to you, congratulations, you made it. You made it. 2020 was a year. (laughs) It was something else. I'm telling you, I don't think that there's anyone on the planet that went through 2020 that that can tell you that they were far removed from trouble. I mean, with the pandemic, with with the politics, and and that's here in the United States, but it's far-reaching. It's far-reaching. It it crosses a lot of different countries and and international spaces. We had civil uprisings and uh, protests and all types of things. Trouble even hit our homes. Many of us lost loved ones to this coronavirus and and the pandemic and even complications that were um, residual effects of this pandemic. We lost many greats in the kingdom. Boy, I tell you, I, I, I just, I couldn't stand it. I could not stand it. Many of you who know my background spiritually, you know I came up through the church of God in Christ. And when I tell you my whole childhood was just, I mean, <laughs> rocked last year in 2020 because we lost so many generals. And when I say childhood, it's because... I was a child when I was introduced to the Church of God in Christ, even though I thought I was grown. <laughs> but when I tell you, just seeing some of the ones that I looked up to, some of the ones that I I just, I'm telling you, just the foundation of my knowledge of who God is was formed from their ministries. But they're no longer here. But you made it. You made it. God allowed you to cross over. And I stand on the word that God gave me at the beginning and towards the end of 2019, at the beginning of 2020. He said, I am laying the foundation 
for the next 10 years. I know I heard God. And I'm standing on that word and I believe it because 2020 taught us. It taught us the tenacity that we have to, to, to fight and to endure and to overcome and to conquer these things that are put before us. We learn fortitude. Come on now. He built a foundation. See, a lot of us have some kinks and some cracks in our faith. <laughs> when I tell you I had to exercise my faith to the point that if 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 <laughs> my faith ain't strengthened in 2021, something wrong with me. Something wrong with me. Not only did, did trouble touch our politics and, and our civil, you know, uprising and, 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 and our society, it touched our homes. The enemy came in after my family, I'm telling you, in in a vicious and ferocious way. Never, ever could you have told me (laughs) Mm. that I would have been in the battle that I was in for my family on last year. But God brought us through. By the grace and the mercy of God, we made it through. We made it. We made it. So I am congratulating each and every one of you. Because while my trouble may be different than yours, I'm telling you, I, I just believe it. We went through something. That that was that was a, a, a year where God reigned on the just as well as the unjust. Come on now. We all felt something. We all felt something. But we made it. We made it. In 2021, I'm telling you, I'm declaring that this is the year of love. This is the year of love. We are going to demonstrate. We're going to emulate, simulate. We're going to perpetrate, (laughs) penetrate. We're going to, listen, don't don't make me keep getting up these eights because I got to get my thesaurus out. But we are going to emulate love. For the word of God tells us that God is love, that God is love. We want to be love in 2021. Come on. That's where our power is going to come from. That's where healing is going to come from. But this this podcast, I'm going to talk about um, suicide. We want to talk about it. We want to talk about it. I know that this is a a somber um, topic to discuss at the beginning of the year. Uh, We're going to talk about Jubilee and we're going to talk about praise and and all of those uh, um, up-tempo things. (laughs) We'll, We'll talk about it. But now we got to address some things. We got to we got to clean up some stuff. We got to go sweep under the under the rugs and, and, and pull this mess to the surface so that we can deal with it. And let me just share with you a little background on why I feel that this is, is very vital uh, right now that we need to discuss it. First and foremost, um, I have struggled over the years with suicide. I've, I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with just, just attacks and, and just wanting to end it all. Wanting to end it all. 
And through the grace of God, I'm here today. But some key events have occurred in my life that have been some triggers to take me back to that place. And and I believe it was, I know it was in October. I just can't remember if it was October 24th or what the date was, but I know it was the day that my my daughter, it, it maybe it was the 23rd or the 24th of, of October, but it was the day that my daughter's girlfriend, I'm going to call her her name twin because her name is Kiera too, uh, but my daughter Brianna's uh, girlfriend got married and I officiated her wedding. And uh, sometime between the end of the wedding to the end of the um, uh, uh, what the reception, I don't know why, why my brain just went like that. But to the end of the reception, I believe the young lady took one of one of their girlfriends took her life, and I believe if I understand correctly, she. She may have taken some sleeping pills or I, I know it was an overdose or something to that effect. And she took her life. She moved to Ohio with her fiance and they had young children and uh, something happened, you know, over the years and they broke up and and, um, you know, decided to go their separate ways. But either way, she decided that weekend to take her life. And when I, when I tell you that was a trigger for me, because I could see me in that young girl. And it unearthed so much. I mean, stuff I thought I had complete deliverance from. <laughs> I, I, mm, mm. But we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Uh, But a week or so ago, we had another occurrence of a suicide. And a young lady, uh, you know, closer to the family, she was mentored by my sister, uh, Donna. She she mentored her uh, in middle school, I believe, is what I was told, uh, through up, up until this year, she would have been a senior in high school. Um, and she took her life. What I understand to have happened was she, uh, she committed suicide by hanging. And she did it, I believe, in a woods somewhere near her home. Uh, I, I don't really understand the full story. I haven't gotten a full story, uh, but she, she committed suicide and, and she was, um, a very dear, oh my goodness, this young girl was just probably the brightest person you would have ever met. So sweet, so nice and, um, brilliant, brilliant mind, highly intelligent, um, But anyway, I saw a lot of me in her. I saw so much of me in her. And and, and like I said, it just, these two events were triggers for me. And it took me back to a place, a very dark place. And so needless to say, I did another podcast 
at the end of the year, chronicling my experience with depression and more specifically with suicide. And I did that to aid and assist others because I want especially young people to know that when the enemy comes in, when he comes in like that, God will, through his grace and mercy, carry us through. So I shared some very raw and candid details about my experiences. And so for those of you who choose to listen, look, <laughs> don't take nothing personal. But if, if I hit you where I hit you, you know, you should have been hit. Because some of the things that people have done to me over the years have been just so cruel. But I understand it. I get it. I get it. It's because the enemy can use whomever allows themselves to be uh, used. So, so I'm sharing that. That's that's the only disclaimer you're going to get. <laughs> so if you're going to get mad about it, just go on and get mad. But I decided not to publish it yet. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give myself a grace period uh, before I do publish it. But I will be publishing it because we got to learn. We got to learn. And I don't say anything and, 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 you know, vindictively, I don't have any vendettas against anybody. As a matter of fact, if I said I forgave you, I forgave you. I forget. Trust me, I forgave you. Uh, but the reality is um, sometimes I get PTSD. And I guess, I guess God is still working on me because I get annoyed that folk get annoyed that I'm still penetrated by the things that they have done. You know, it's not that that uh, I'm just anxious to be hurt. <laughs> I heard somebody say one time, she just, she just be looking for stuff. That's not true. But when I tell you dealing with you and, and, and whoever you are, you know who I'm talking about. Dealing with you <laughs> will drive anybody crazy up the wall the things that you know you did so don't get upset with me because every now and then and when I say every now and then it may consistently be every quarter but that's okay I get over it as quick as I get on it (laughs) but I just sometimes I just shake my head like really you going to get mad at me because I'm still hurt behind something you did, even if it was 20 years ago, but I ain't never came against your marriage. I ain't never came against your children. Never tried to use your weakness against you. Never, 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 never did I ever once, once make you feel like you didn't belong. But you mad? Because I can't get over it. All right, that's too much of my flesh. I got to get out of this. I got to dig out, dig out, dig out. All right, so we're going to talk today about suicide. And we're going to have some real conversation now because we don't want the enemy to have any room. And most of the time, the reason he coming in and, and having as much uh, uh, territorial victory with these strongholds that we struggling with is because we ain't real. We refuse to take off the veil, to take that mask off and just be real. 
Just get down to it. We so busy worried about offending people. When them demons, them strongholds that got them bound, all they need to do is hear your truth so they can cut it out. Some folk hide behind, oh, well, they ain't self-aware. They don't know. They don't know that they acted like that. No, you's a narcissist. And when I say narcissist, I attach that label to you. But what I mean is you got the stronghold. And baby, you need deliverance. Because you ain't going to get it through no psychological uh, warfare. You ain't going to get it through no therapist. You ain't going to get it through nothing but deliverance. Or else you're going to continue to be toxic and continue to drive folks to want to feel like, I don't want to be around you so much that I'd rather take my life. Now, that's a cold, hard fact, but we're going to talk about it. All right, love y'all. Let's get into the study or talk. (laughs) All right. All right, y'all. Praise the Lord. I got to get out of my flesh because y'all know I done got too far into it when I started talking crap. <laughs> so so let me start here. So this is something I wanted to kind of talk us through uh, just a little bit. N- number one, um, something that I heard, and like I said, you know, in, in the family, we've dealt with uh, at the towards the end of the year, uh, suicide that has really touched home. It really, really touched home. I, um, you know, I was sharing that my daughter's a young lady that was a part of their circle. Uh, she committed suicide. Uh, you know, and then a couple of weeks ago, uh, we experienced it with uh, a young mentee that was welcomed into the family and we welcomed her we embraced her into the family so she was family uh so that has struck the family so so one of the things that i heard and 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 listen to me clearly i i i understand it um intellectually in its words and 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 I'm a, I'm gonna get there, but in its words, yes, it is true, but there's something behind it that we need to address. So here's here's the statement. Here's the statement that upon a person committing suicide, that there's nothing that you could do. Once a person has decided to take their life that there's nothing that you can do because we want the family to feel at ease or or comforted that they've done all that they could. Look, nothing you could have done about it. It was going to happen anyway. This person decided to take their lives and, you know, you did all you could. Now, Listen, that is a part of the truth. That's that's a part of the truth. 
But what I want to be very clear about is that it does not absolve us, any of us, from our responsibility and accountability one to another. See, God created the world that he himself will have companionship. He created man for that because he wanted to have a companion on the earth because he understood that we need something, somebody. We need each other. He gave us one another to, 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 to be a community of support for each other. That's, that's how it's intended to be. Does that mean that if a person makes a conscious decision that you are held accountable for their actions? Absolutely not. But what that does mean is if you are a gossip, if you are a bully, and 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 cause cause we're dealing with girls. I'm a, I'm gonna go there because I got to have some transparent conversation. If you a mean girl, cut it out. We all contribute to the success or the failure of those who are around us. We contribute. There's some contribution that we have. Now I'm. I'm I'm telling you, you can believe what you want to believe and balance it with what, with what the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says, try the spirit by the spirits that you'll know if it's of God. I'm telling you that if you are gossiping, if you are tearing a person down, behind their back, in front of their face, especially someone who is emotionally and psychologically unstable, you are a contributor of and to their demise. Don't you dare take away the accountability of your actions. Stop talking about folks. Stop dismissing folk. Stop rejecting folk. Stop treating people like they're nothing. See, this is the thing that I don't understand and I'm I'm going on a tangent now so y'all just wait and, and hear me out. What I don't understand is we get it when it comes to the things that happen to us. We get it. I, I get it that somebody is being a bully when they talking about, you know, how unattractive I am. Mm-hmm. I get it. There's somebody being a bully when they saying I'm done. I'm I'm just going there with me. We get it when somebody uh is 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 attacking my character or my integrity, but we don't get it when we sitting in the same seat doing the same thing. We don't get it when we having a private conversation tearing down somebody's character for somebody who has to engage with that person and you don't know what God will have for that person to pour into the other. But here you are the mouthpiece. Here you are the agitator. Here you are the tool of the enemy. And you want to turn back and say, I am not accountable for your demise. Now, let me be clear so that some of y'all can hear it. So you can hear what I'm saying. 
If you can't get it in your spirit yet, and if it don't resonate in your soul, I'm not saying that any one human person under the sound of my voice is responsible for the death or the suicide of either of the young ladies that I mentioned. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that we got to do better. We have to do better. And if you hear passion in my voice, it's because I was there. I was there and I'm mad at the enemy. I'm angry with Satan. See, he's the father of lies. He invented lies. And the lie, look, listen, the first lie that that we see documented in, in such a, a, a uh, <laughs> I got the word in my mind, but I can't say it. Magnaga. Mag- all right, see, that's why I shouldn't have even tried to say it. But it's in my, it's in my head. One of y'all scholars, come on out and say it. Um, but, but the first lie that any of us, if we think about, well, what was the lie that Satan told? We ain't even talking about before he was kicked out of heaven. But afterwards, we we'll go to the lie where he added a truth to it. He's the father of lies. And if he added truth to a lie, that's just how he does it. That's how he does it. So he takes an element of the truth and he attached this big, huge, manipulative lie to it. And the enemy got some of y'all walking around here thinking y'all ain't some uh, toxic atomic bomb. Uh, what do you, what do you call those uh, bombs that that go off in, in a landmine? You know, causing explosions in the lives of people that you touch that God set along your path to help enhance your life. What kind of foolishness is that? I'm not mad at nobody. I'm mad at the enemy. But I got to tell it. I got to tell it because we have to do better. We have to do better, especially when you are dealing with people who are broken. How dare you? How dare you absolve yourself from accountability for your contribution? Your contribution to their demise. Now, let me tell you something about me. I have a very strong personality. A lot of times I come off one way, but I'm telling you my intention is something totally different. So I literally have to, especially when it comes to my children and those people who are closest to me within proximity, I got to just surrender. If I've hurt you in any way because it was not my intention, forgive me. Express it to me. And moving forward, I'll never do it again. If I can go back and change it, I'll change it. But I'll never do it again. Because those who are closest to me, you mean enough that I'm going to share. Now, now, let me be clear. 
I'm not talking about cower, cowering down to no demons now. <laughs> and these strongholds. But I'm talking about humbling myself. Dying to my flesh. Getting rid of this nasty ego. So anyway, I was talking about one of the things that I, I wanted to address. The ideology behind the concept that there's nothing we could have done. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate it. If God allowed it to happen, like what was his name? Timothy Rice said, we got to accept what God allows. I'm not saying that it was his will. I'm saying he allowed it. It happened. He allowed it. So in that sense, there's nothing we can do to change today what happened yesterday. Absolutely nothing. But as we progress forward, go back and evaluate your path and your place in the life of someone that was so broken with so much despair. That they want they that they would rather take their life than to walk alongside yours. Come on now. We just gotta be real. We have to be real. Were you gossiping about them? Were you talking about them? Were you within earshot of the person's hearing? Were you taking advantage of their vulnerabilities? And I'm I'm, I'm not saying, listen, listen. If you get stuck, it's because you want to be stuck. Because I got to address certain things, but it don't mean I'm talking about you. If the shoe don't fit, don't you even try it on. But if it fit, seek God for deliverance. Because you need to be delivered. You cannot be going around wreaking havoc in the lives of people that God allowed to cross your path. You got to stop it. You have to stop it. And the reason that I talk so strongly about it, I thank God. I thank God for allowing me to be in in such despair to walk in a room and hear people that I love tearing my name down. Still to this day, don't even know I heard every word you said. People that I never expected talking about me and my marriage and my husband and my children. Come on now. I still love you. I'll still embrace you. You'll never know I know. People who deliberately cut me down to raise somebody or others up. Come on. The more you sliced, the more I love. Because the Holy Spirit was pushing me to love you. We think that people don't know. They know. They know. They heard you. They heard you because your mouth is big. You talk loud. They heard you. When you were trying to whisper, they heard you. When you were on the phone, they heard you. When you were walking uh, alongside them, and thought you was uh, telling an inside joke. They know. Just like you know. Think about it. Think about it. 
think about it. And everything you did to contribute to the hurt and pain of others. I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired of people saying hurt people hurt people. Where is the accountability? I Listen, I ain't never called you ugly. I ain't never called you dumb. I have never sat before you and criticized you and put you down. So why then are you stabbing me in the back? Why them arrows and darts coming my way? Because you hurt? That doesn't give you a right to hurt anybody else. How dare you? Your pain, especially because you've endured it, should give you a sensitivity to others. But people are so narcissistic. That's why you got to be careful. You got to be very, very careful when you have been, when you have suffered from abuse and and uh, misuse, especially in your childhood. You better go search under every crack, crevice and, and cranny for narcissism narcissism and my tongue is a little tired tonight but y'all know what I mean I'm free I'm free you hear me I am so free from anybody's uh, uh, opinion of me because you can listen to this or not (laughs) so when my words get tied up y'all better read it like a text I mean text messages I be reading and folks words be all messed up but we put it together Cut it out. Stop. Stop hurting people and then turn around and say you love them. This is the year of love. Let's demonstrate our love by our actions. You cannot love somebody and be tearing down their marriage. Cut it out. Stop. Stop gossiping. Just stop. Stop talking. If you you can't help, stop judging and start helping. Stop judging and start helping don't get listen and don't go there judge not lest you be judged because y'all already know how I feel about that and if you don't you better go back in my episodes we 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 should judge we should be iron sharpening iron iron but that's not what I'm talking about what I'm talking about is if you see trouble If you see problems with a person, if you can't go and pick up a broom or a mop or a paintbrush and and, and do it in silence, who, who are you? Who are you to try to expose somebody when God, God has hidden pain from many of you. Many of you, because you wouldn't know how to endure it. Now, I said it, I meant it, and I ain't changing my mind. Everything you see, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Anyone who has any spiritual maturity, insight, or wisdom, strongholds are generational. Demons are generational. So, so, so. Okay, you're looking at somebody else's house from your glass house. You're looking at the demons that they're struggling with. And you thinking it ain't in yours. It's because your mouth's so big, you gossiping so loud, you ain't even got enough 
uh, discernment to see what's going on in your own backyard. I'm telling y'all, I'm not playing no more. I'm not playing. We ain't losing no more. We ain't losing not another daughter, not another son. We ain't losing no more. Not not by the hands of, of us. Not through our own actions. Because we're going to stop. We're going to stop. It hurts. It hurts when someone you love tears you apart. It hurts. And I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm going to be the ambassador tonight. I ain't no victim. <laughs> I ain't nobody's victim. But I'm going to be the ambassador. I'm going to be the mouthpiece for those who ain't going to say nothing to you. They ain't going to tell you they heard what you said, but they're suffering. Listen, you don't take yourself that serious. And, and to be honest, half of y'all, I don't either. I don't know why. Why folk put you up on the pedestal that they do, but they do. But they do. Because, see, they don't understand that, that there's no real substance. You, 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 you have... <laughs> oh, Lord, am I going to be able to publish this one? My God, my God. You have a form of godliness. A form of godliness. But ain't no power behind nothing that you represent. And if you feel like I'm talking about you, I'm talking to you. Seek deliverance. If, if, listen, my daddy used to tell me, he said, take the meat and throw away the bones. That means what you can use, use it. What you can't, throw it out. Don't feel like I'm targeting you, and when I say you, that can be somebody over in, in, in Asia or Africa. I don't care. Don't feel like I'm targeting you. I'm targeting that stronghold that is behind that spirit, that is antagonizing, that is bullying, that is perpetuating this suicidal uh, 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 stronghold. Demonic warfare that we see. And 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 when I tell you, listen, when my baby shared with me about the young lady who had taken her life, and I told you it was a trigger for me. I did, it happened so it was so subtle, y'all. I'm telling you, I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on. I just knew that she shared it with me and my, my spirit just began to grieve. And I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a mother. I'm just grieving. And the first time <laughs> I had the first engagement with somebody from my husband's family, I was ready to rip, 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 rip. And rip, 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 rip mean I was ready to, to let them have it. Because I so, I, I, it was almost like I transposed myself into that young lady. Because I said, this, this, this was me. 
It was me. She came here, didn't have family, didn't, you know, whatever. And I was so, it, it was like it happened all over again. And there were, there were other things surrounding that, that I, I felt was actively occurring, you know. <laughs> I had to tell, look, my family is not up for audition for the reality TV show. You know, we we go through stuff, but we go through stuff in private. We it, it ain't for everybody's eyes, ears, or you know, gossiping mouths. And so, I had become privy to a few things. And like I said, usually it, folks won't even know. You won't even know I know stuff for years. I I just, I mean, I deal with it. My husband though, because I come back out. Ooh, boy, do he know. But I was very sensitive and very vulnerable and just raw. And so there were some situations that occurred that I misjudged. I mean, I I was flat out wrong. I, I was wrong as two left feet. I was wrong. But in being wrong, I had to acknowledge and recognize that the reason that I was so blinded by, uh, I, I had made an assumption, not based on any facts. I mean, seriously, it wasn't based on nothing, but what these folks did to me in the past. And it was like, uh, this almost looked the same. Let me stop it at the gate. And in the process, I soured a very valuable relationship that I've developed with my husband's family. And it was it, it simply, you know, and I, I tell them, look, kind of got that PTSD thing going on. <laughs> I, hey, hey. You know, that was that was my initial reaction was like, I'm I'm so sorry. I mean, I just because I, I what was I thinking? How can I believe how can I let my mind play tricks me? But but it was just so much compiled. And after a while, I started thinking, I said, well, wait a minute, you you mad because I still feel hurt about some stuff y'all actually did. And yes, I was wrong. The accusation was wrong. I, I apologize. That that No, I was wrong. But what about, let me, let me uncover some stuff. The things that did happen that I struggle with every day. I have overcome things that the people who put me through it couldn't overcome it. But I overcame it because on January 2nd, 2021, God wanted me to have a conversation to say, look, we got to do better. And not just, you know, I'm not throwing my husband's family under the bus, not, not just them. I have family members 
<laughs> still, still coming to me. Oh, Don, you know, going through my mom, trying to get access to me. I said, no. I said, no, I don't want any parts of you. And this is why it has nothing to do with any forgiveness. It has nothing to do with me harboring anything against you. It is because of the toxicity that you specifically, your disloyalty, your gossiping, you're going behind my back. Those types of things have done. But anyway, we want to talk about that. We was talking about, and see, this this is how I, I thought I was going to do this. <laughs> I was going to talk about suicide in the Bible. And one of the things I want to say before I get on a tangent, because y'all know this is something that is very uh, close to my heart. And something that, like I said, I struggled with. But let's be very clear. Let's be very clear that when Jesus died on the cross, and I think I shared this in my podcast that I haven't published yet, but I will be publishing it. When he died upon the cross, he said, he said this out of his own mouth, that They can't take his life. He gives his life freely. He gave his life freely. And it is not a stretch. It's not a stretch. He gave his life. That was the ultimate sacrifice. And in that, by definition, it was a form of suicide. Why, why do I say that? Why do I address that? It's, it's not because I want any person that is listening to me to feel vindicated in their uh, desire, willingness, or even attempt at suicide. Because let me be clear, we are, we are the temple of God. Our bodies belong to him. And we have no right, no right whatsoever to destroy that temple. God is not pleased with us taking our lives. So so don't listen to what I'm saying and run off and feel like oh well I got my past Mm -mm. Mm -mm. but what I can say is that Lord help me listen we gotta stop being so arrogant We got to stop being so arrogant to think that God's truth ends or begins with our understanding. I mean, what? Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. The bridge to the gap is the Holy Spirit. And so 
when we are struggling, when we are struggling with our own theology mapped to our own philosophy or principles, we got to peel back and ask ourselves why. Peel back and ask yourself why. I trust God. I trust God. Real simple. I don't trust God because of my theological understanding of his word. I don't trust God because of my uh, uh, um, social status in, in, in the church. Because of my belief in the men of God woman of God and their interpretation of the word I trust God because God is God all by himself so let me just make it plain if I knew something yesterday and God came to me today and said it wasn't the truth guess what I should I should We are ever evolving, ever growing, ever learning. And guess what? We are not infallible. Wait a minute. We are not infallible. (laughs) We are fallible. So we can get it wrong. We can get it wrong. What I am addressing is the ideal that if a person commits suicide, that they are condemned to eternal damnation. That means going to hell. There is no scripture in the Bible, no words uttered from Jesus that will validate that. It is the interpretation of man. And the reason I say that is because I give you the ultimate example. Jesus gave his life. He gave his life. They could not take his life. But think about Samson. When Samson, instead of allowing his adversaries to to overcome him and to overcome uh, his people. He destroyed them and at the same time taking his own life. He took his own life. Now, these may not be the best examples because you know Saul took his life. Judas took his life. (laughs) And if hell met them, it wasn't because of them actions. Trust me. So I want to bring solace to those of you who are struggling and, and, and I say this because my sister shared with me that she was struggling with this as well. 
But for those of you who are struggling, see, we serve a God that has established a covenant relationship with us wherein we know that we ain't leaving this earth and not returning to him. I don't care what twists and turns life brings you. You got to know that you know that you know. Do you know that there have been seasons in my life where I've been just so far gone or so I thought and God just ripped me right back into place. (laughs) I shared with her on the day of the young lady's funeral. Her name is Jada Kirk. I said, what good is our faith if when we need it, we cannot enact it? It was so beautiful as I was sitting there at her funeral and I was listening to the minister, and I believe it was the minister of music. And he began to say, as he began to to start worship, he said, Jada has experienced God like we never have. She knows him better than we ever can. She's in his presence. Oh, my God. When he began to minister that word, I began to receive it for myself. But I still, I was, because all throughout the service, I was watching the mom. I was was watching the mom because I wanted to, to make sure, you know, coming and being a support for my sister. You know, I wanted to make sure that the mom was okay. I was just watching her. And I I don't know, maybe I just made it up in my head, but I felt like it was just such a peace that came over that lady when when he began to just express. And I, I I know the Holy Spirit was speaking through him. But anyway, I wanted to address that because I think a lot of times we 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 kind of try to understand it from our own level of of you know comprehension and it's like no it's it, I don't I, I don't know but I can tell you that we have enough examples in the Bible of the grace and mercy of God. Because when you think about it, when you think about people who are um, mentally, emotionally, psychologically broken, there's there's some... um, I knew this was going to be hard for me (laughs) because it's reminding me so much of, of just where I was, where I was. And I shared this in my podcast when I, when I did my last attempt of taking my life, when, when I, I had my son and I was struggling with, uh, you know, I couldn't sleep and, and, um, and 
I was having some depression. So my doctor had prescribed me uh, some sleeping medicine and, and some, you know, anti-depressants, uh, but they were like anti-psychotic, okay? So, so for me, and anybody who knows me knows I, I got something going on I can't even drink. <laughs> I can't, if, I, if I drink, and, and this is the honest to God truth, people have witnessed it. If I drink even the slightest little bit of, of liquor, I will laugh and cry. It does something to me. And I'm so grateful that God, you know, gave me that, that insulation, you know, so that, you know, I won't, because I, I probably would have been the biggest alcoholic or drug addict. I'm telling you the truth, you know, that, that, that you ever met had I not had that. But anyway, I believe in all of these many, many years looking back, I believe a combination of postpartum depression, use of these drugs mixed, and the situation that I faced caused me to to really want to take my life and to act on it. Now, through the grace of God, I was not successful. But when I started out, I was serious serious about that thing. I said, I'm done. I'm done with this world. I'm done with this life. My kids would be better without me. Mm. I'm telling you the truth. And had I succeeded, everybody on this side would have been like, yep, she was ready to take her life. She was done. She was, she was, she was fine with leaving this world and leaving her children, not knowing that no sooner than, well, I'm, nah, I ain't going to say no sooner because it, it took me a minute <laughs> to get myself together. But when I took those pills and I sat in my garage and turned the ignition on and I had nothing but my thoughts and my memories and my life flashing before me, I didn't want to leave my babies. I thought in my mind, I said, well, hey, it's done. It's done. I did it. I'm not even going to call nobody. As a matter of fact, I, I can't even remember if I had my phone in a house or, or what, but I, I was determined what no what nothing going to stop me from doing this. And that's how I know, I mean, I don't know it, but I believe that many people who struggle with suicide and actually succeed, a lot of them probably didn't want to even take their lives. Probably didn't want to, to, to die. Of course, you know, you want the pain to stop, but I'm talking about that act of doing it. They were just successful. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to die. I just wanted to stop feeling the pain. I wanted to stop going around people that I love and being treated like I was nothing. Having things thrown up in my face. I wanted to go around and 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 not, you know, go around people knowing what I was going through at home. <laughs> going around people and and sitting up and they having conversations as if I can't hear every word you're saying. Every word you're saying. And let me tell you, if if 
If you could talk about something, I got you something to talk about. My house was nasty all the time, honey. I I was in such a state of depression. And like I said, a lot of my family in Detroit didn't know. But then again, they probably didn't know because folk talked. But they didn't witness it. Because anytime my family would come up to visit me, I would have the house clean. But, you know, the people that were here, you know, and and the things that had been said about me, and listen, to my kids, babies would come home telling me, Ma, such and such and so and so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm going through hell just 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 feeling like I was drowning in pain and sorrow and just just really a lot of times I would stick my neck out just hoping that somebody would be like let's just give her a break let's 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 invite her over and just love on her let's let's show her that we appreciate her because nobody, nobody could openly and honestly say, well, Don did this. Don did this to me specifically. You, you live it off the residuals of somebody else's lie. Or, or, or their perception or inability to deal with me because I have a strong personality and they couldn't control me. Because I was succeeding at accelerated rates and they couldn't stop me. And, and, and again, this is all my perspective. And I'm not saying I'm no angel or that people, you know, well, yes, I am saying people was honest. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm telling you, I, when I tell you I'm laughing because I love these people. Like, I really do. I really do. I really do. Even, even beyond, you know, folks calling and reporting me to uh, uh, job and family services because I was getting childcare money. Still don't know. I know they did it. <laughs> you know, you know, blatant disregard and disrespect for my marriage. And, and and I don't take away any responsibility that my husband had because I'm a sister. I'm a sister to brothers. And we know stuff. I'm an auntie, cousin. You know, we know things. You know, so I'm not holding anyone accountable, you know, for his actions. But I'm talking about the times I would be right there. And I'm, mm, I can't even get into it no more because... I really believe that in this year of love declaration that my love will cover a multitude of sins and and I'll be able to move past it because that was my that was really my prayer to God at the end of the year when I had my last you know little episode and I was really really hurt by these people And I said, God, help me to forgive them so that it'll never hurt me again. Help me to forgive them so it'll never hurt. And I'm talking about to where I can laugh at it. Do you know I got some some things that have happened in my life that were so traumatic 
And I look back on it and I could just laugh today. That's how I want to feel, you know, and, and again, not just with my husband's family, because I don't want to throw them under the bus, you know, but just with people in general. Ooh, baby. Mess I went through in corporate America. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not I'm not anybody's victim. But I've been there. I've been there. Experienced depression. May have even been the cause of others' depression. Especially, I I know for a fact, you know, my children, my children, my children had to suffer through my brokenness and the years of me just trying to hold. I was so fragmented as a mother, you know, as I was raising my children. <laughs> That I, you know, sometimes with these little boogers, I say, look, and I and I recently realized the scripture, you reap what you sow. Because when I tell you I felt a certain way about my parents, when I, you know, was getting into adulthood and, and just learning and developing outside of the umbrella of their structure. And I thought I could tell, ooh, I can remember some conversations I had with my daddy. And 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 he was something else now. Let me be clear. But but I never had the right to disrespect him. Never. And of all of my siblings, and they might disagree, I once I got to a certain age, as, as an adult, let me just say that, as an adult, I never, ever, ever disrespected my dad. Never. Never. Now, when I was a teenager, you know, I'd pop off at the mouth. I had a couple of words, you know. But as an adult, mm-mm. I just didn't do it. I I would I would not say a word to him before I would disrespect him and not not in a uh, rebellious way, but just in more in honoring him. Certain conversations, you know, we would have and I would express how I felt about how we, you know, grew up and and the things that we did and I would always maintain a respectful posture. But I thought I knew what I was talking about. Babe, listen, one day my daddy had to tell, when you had your own kids and you raised your kids to where I raised you, then you come back and tell me, and he ain't here. He ain't here for me to go back and tell him. Well, hold on, Butch. You kind of knew a few things. You know, even though, to be honest, I, I honored my father before he left this earth. No matter what he put me through, I let him know how much I appreciated what he did. But now I am reaping. You hear me? Reaping. But I know that I have caused some pain for my children, you know, and watching the years of dysfunction and abuse and 
you know, just a lot of the stuff that we went through, we suffered in silence. And they saw it. They experienced it. And now, 2020, <laughs> I'm seeing it. Oh, Jesus. But I love them. I love my babies. And I am grateful to God for healing our family because I can't do it. I can't do it. All I can do is just kind of help help coach you, coach you along the way, and let you know some of the stuff that helped me. Because, baby, I was, I was Butch's daughter. And there's some techniques and some, some stuff I had to learn. And if y'all listen, listen to me, I might give y'all some tools to kind of help you get through. But going back to suicide, I, I wanted to just share with you all that there is a level of despair that colloquialisms, you know, cast uh, church statements and sayings and, and just cliche things cannot help or address. We just got to get real. We got to get real. If you are broken, if you are hurt, if you listen, let me let me shift real quick because a lot of us, especially women between the ages of maybe nine years old upwards to about 48, 49, you know, close to 50, 55, before we go through that change of life, we have our menstrual cycles. And some of us, not all of us, some of us deal with uh, menstrual issues, hormonal issues that will cause cause whatever our whatever that psychological issue is that we got to intensify. So if you're struggling with depression, anxiety, anger, you know, can't get along with nobody, you know, always in drama, you know, a lot of times that is because, and, and you take it for whatever, if it ain't your story, then move on to the next book or the next page. But it takes us to a place for a couple of days that will cause issues in our lives. Pay attention. Pay attention to it. If you um, cannot deal with it on your own, seek medical help, seek professional help, do what you need to do. Because a lot of times, some of the conflict that we find in our lives is just because we done been on our cycle. You know, I tell people, and they don't believe this about me, but I am not a big crier. I don't, I don't do a lot of crying. I'm not a crier. I'm, I'm, I'm an emotional person, but I'm not a quiet crier. And so when I cry, when, when I cry, I know something is happening to me hormonally. Nine times out of ten is because I'm about to come out. Sometimes I've had the worst best fights in my life. <laughs> Tore down some 
beautiful relationships just because of that. Because it's my cycle. It's our cycle. We go cycle during our cycle time. And sometimes those feelings of depression intensify. And we feel, it feels real. It really feels real. But it's not. I got to jump into another segment, y'all. So I'm going to pause right here and then we're going to talk about it a little bit more. All right, so I really need to wrap this up, but I wanted to, it was a few key points that I wanted to talk about. The main thing I wanted to talk about is our contribution. We got to love. We got to love, y'all. We got to love, not just through words, but through our actions. And if love means stop gossiping about people, stop gossiping about people. Stop tearing people down. Stop judging. Start helping. Help people to be better. Help to enhance the quality of their lives. I'm telling you, some of the people that I have helped the most have dogged my name out the worst. And that's just the honest to God truth. Some people, listen, we do not. We don't make up the rules. We have not designed the world. God did that. And there are some people that God has strategically placed in our lives just simply to enhance the quality of our living. And I am here to tell you, some of y'all listening, God placed me in your life to enhance the quality of your living. Am I perfect? No. Do I got the best personality? Not all the time. But one thing and the reason why God allowed it is because he can trust me. He knows that he can trust me with your enhanced quality of life. As an ambassador, as a tool, as an instrument that he wants to use to try to drive and push and, and, and cultivate you further in life. He knows he can trust me because I it, it don't matter if I like you. It don't matter if I dislike you. If I know that God has placed you in my life and I have an assignment in your life, I throw all of that to the wayside. None of that matters. What matters to me is the love that he's given me for you. But what the enemy will do, because he knows, he, he ain't got no problem with me per se. He do got a problem with me, but not, not as much as he got one with you. He don't want you to succeed. He does not want you. Uh, what, what's that guy, DJ? Uh, dang, y'all know his name. Uh, I, I love this guy. He always so happy. He always talking about they don't want us to win. They don't want us to. The enemy don't want you to win. That's why he's giving you so much animosity against people who God placed in your life to help you. Seek God's face. Seek deliverance. Because you got a stronghold and you got to uproot that thing. But don't be the contributor of another person's demise, tearing them down. Your words matter. The Bible tells us what is wrong with us. The power of life and death is in the tongue. 
You killing people with your word curses. Speaking death to people's marriages. Speaking death to the development of their children. Speaking death even to your relationship with them. Just shh, shh, shh. Keep your mouth shut. Shh. It's, listen, I know. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. You you got some something juicy. Some real juicy. You want to go tell it. You got to tell it. I want to tell it. Shh. Keep your mouth shut. If you can't help. If you cannot help. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say nothing negative. The hair nappy. The uh, uh, <coughs> clothes dirty. If you ain't going to take them to the beauty uh, shop. And I'm talking about take them, pay for them. If you ain't going to take them shopping, shut your mouth. Keep your mouth off of folk. Oh, they hard to get along with. It ain't easy to love. Listen. If somebody can love your butt. (laughs) Oh, I said that. Somebody that don't need to come out. If somebody can love you as messy and toxic as you are, baby, you can love on them. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Oh, they house a mess. They nasty. They kids um, unruly. I remember, see, I told y'all, it's stuff that happened to me I can laugh at today. I remember, uh, everybody who knows me knows that I raised my children with a certain standard, right? And some people say that I was strict on them. I wasn't strict. You know, I just, you know, because, hey, I didn't want my kids being out there in the streets, But because of the perception that people have, because I was in ministry and I was in the church, you know, people assigned me this certain label. And so I'm not going to say which kid, because to be honest, now that I know more, if I was a few of them, but uh, somebody said, you know, was was running the, the, I don't even want to say a rumor, because my family don't even click like that like we don't we don't have like rumors in our family but people do talk you know so people talk so so some person was saying stuff about my kids that you know my kids was doing this and I don't know what our kids doing and they because they supposed to be this or that and when it got back to me I said now for me now, I, I don't want my kids doing that. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. But if the truth be told, <laughs> ain't man one of them graduated to the hell I put my mama through. Let me be clear. And I ain't laughing because of the hell I put my mama through in case she listened to this. But it's just the fact that, you know, I <laughs> kids are kids. And... You know, I, I think I think people thought that was gonna break me. It it broke me in a sense that, 
you know, I was devastated, like, oh my God, my kids, y'all gotta do better. But not in a sense that I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Mm-mm. Embarrassed for what? I raised them kids. I raised them right. I gave them everything that I was capable of giving them with an emphasis on love. With an emphasis on love, and I told them right from wrong. That now, you do what you, <laughs> what you do, but I gave them the knowledge. I gave them the knowledge of right and wrong. And some of them made the right decision, some of them didn't. And the same ones made the right decision one day and made the wrong decision the next. It is all a part of their growth and development. But anyway, I say that to say, you know, it was it was something that was said that was meant to to just kind of break me down. And I'm like, well, you probably don't know me well. If you think that my children can embarrass me, number one, my father raised us knowing that nobody can embarrass you. You can only embarrass yourself. That includes your kids. So what they was out there doing in them streets, let me tell you, while I had the range of of control over their behavior, I stopped it if I knew about it. But once they became adults, you know, and the relationship shifted, I prayed about it. And trust me, you know, some of the stuff they feel like, oh, we just stopped doing, mm-mm, baby. We was praying you about that. But anyway, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. If you cannot help, and if you help, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Don't go up under nobody's mess, go under the hood of nobody's mess and start exposing their stuff. Stop it. Now, am I saying attach yourself and let folks walk all over you and, you know, put you through emotional uh, blackmail and, and have you doing all kinds of stuff? No, no, no. Listen. Let it be one and done. Let it be one and done. Because repent, apologize, whatever you got to do, move on, but don't go back to being the same way. See, part of part of that PTSD that we suffer is when those triggers come and you see the similar behavior. Now, y'all know good well. All y'all do is have a, 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 a session <laughs> dogging people days because y'all ain't got nothing else better to talk about. Talk about politics. My goodness. Don't even talk about politics because that might tick some people off. Talk about how you're going to enhance the quality of the lives of the people that are on your path. Stop tearing people down. I really honestly I feel like it's a mental illness I really do I really do I feel like people who just constantly talking about folk constantly putting people down constantly bringing up people negative you know situations without any solutions now look it's it's gonna come a time where you have to have a conversation about a situation with another You know, you need wisdom. You need to figure out how to help them, whatever. But I'm talking about when y'all just sitting up and and taking joy and knowing about somebody's 
downfall. I think I spent enough time on that because y'all get it. Y'all understand. Learn each other. Learn each other. Those who God is allowed to be in your proximity, learn each other. Look, and, and it might be a little TMI, but especially sisters, you know, let's let's kind of get a calendar on each other. Track track them hormone days. <laughs> just, just start tracking it. Sometimes just be like, okay, uh, I'll text you for this week. I probably can't call you because <laughs> who we gonna be bickering and arguing, and, and, and neither one of us gonna know why. Relationships. I, I I thought about this, and I had talked to one of my cousins uh, on my dad's side, uh, and we didn't have any in-depth conversation, but you know, just thinking about how torn some of the female relationships were as we were growing up and just imagining that maybe some of that was around, you know, PMS and, and you know, premenstrual syndrome and, and postmenstrual and, you know what I'm saying, just all of that hormonal stuff that was going on um, because what we saw, or I can just speak for me, what I witnessed was my, especially my aunts, the the females, the women in the family, they loved hard. Like they were very affectionate. When I went around my dad's sisters, you know, they would, they, they were touchy, feely, huggy, kissy, you know, with each other and with us. And, and, but boy, when they got into it, <laughs> we saw some stuff going up. And of course we heard it, you know, we heard about it. Um, but it makes me wonder, I don't know for a fact, but it makes me wonder just from my own life experiences, if some of the struggles that they had and the conflicts uh, that escalated wasn't as a result of their hormones versus the actual conflict or the situation, you know, and if they had better tools uh, to to help them navigate through it, if if you know, it wouldn't have been hope for them to have better relationships. But all of that plays into it. And and earlier I was saying, you know, you don't text them for that week, but, but check in. Check in, especially for those ones who are struggling with depression. The ones who struggle with depression, check on them during that time because that's when those thoughts are going to intensify. Uh, earlier last year, I had I had started back taking uh, serotonin, uh, which is you know uh, a medication to kind of help to regulate you know the serotonin and and, and the body. And I had started back taking that uh, for a while, but then it started having like some adverse effects on me, you know, my menstrual cycle. So I stopped taking it. Well, when I tell you, um, I started having some severe depression, like really, like just crying and couldn't stop crying, you know? And so after I started having that experience with, with the serotonin, I said, oh, uh-uh, I'm gonna stop taking that. And I don't wanna take that anymore. And and I believe it right around October, man, stuff happened in October 
Maybe that girl got married in November. Dang, I hate the way my brain works sometimes. But anyway, um, I had a real bad breakdown, you know. And I thought that I was ready to leave this world. And that was the that was the first time in 17 years that I had dealt with that emotion, right? Now remember I said I had those triggers, you know, because of the actual suicides that that had happened, but I had my own event, you know, my own struggle. You know, I was I was going through I had Earlier last year, I had a great opportunity, you know, a job that I thought I, it was going to be contract to hire. I found out soon after that it wasn't. Then they hired someone over me, you know, and then I'm going through stuff with my children. You know, the whole house is just tearing apart. I can't see my grandbabies, you know. And so I got to a point where... um when did my contract end? It ended in October, um, I believe. And 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 so I just struggled. I really, really struggled. And I know it was around that cycle time. I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I even uh, wrote out a whole bunch of stuff. I said, Lord, if I'm here a week from now. <laughs> I said, if I'm here a week from now. I'm going to serve you and and had no idea, you know, all this other stuff was going to happen with with those young ladies. But anyway, I share that to say that check on people and be attentive, be attentive. Stop. Look, if I actively listen to you, And you actively listen to someone else. Someone else actively listens to that person or someone else. Then we're all intimately listening, present, and and there for each other. Sometimes we just talk too much. We just want everything to be about us. We want everybody to know about us. Just shh, listen. Listen, and not just, you know, on a blank stare or, or, you know, just not engaging. Listen actively to people. Be interested. Be present. Hear what they're saying. Listen. Be concerned about their lives. Love beyond your words and love through your actions. Shh. Be quiet. Listen. Stop talking about folk. Stop saying you love people and you know you toxic. Stop tearing people down. And stop talking about you all the time. Listen. And don't be listening so you can go run tell it. Listen and leave it there. If you got to tell anybody anything, and I'm talking to you gossips. You gossips, because it's like... You know, we need a 12-step program, right? So this is what you're going to do until you get your deliverance. Don't tell another person's business to another person. Take it to God. Take it to God. Until you get your deliverance, stop. Stop. 
because you're killing people. You are killing the people around you. They may not commit physical suicide, but they're killing, they're dying on the inside because of you, because of the office that you hold in their lives, the place, the position. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Mm. See, some things God has released me to say, other things I just got to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) All right, so, all right, shh, is what I was saying. Be quiet. Listen, listen. Stop being the agitator. Be, you know, the person that celebrates and, and helps, you know, a person to enhance the quality of their lives. If you ain't telling your story, stop telling everybody else's. It ain't your story to tell. And stop, listen, let people get to know people for themselves. Who in the world are you? You, you, uh, the concierge of the world. I I can't even think of the name of of the people who who come in and, and introduce Folk, you know, some some people put their trust in the wrong people. You put your trust in the wrong people, and those people will lead you astray. I'm when I and I'm I'm just being honest. This is the honest to God truth. It's some people who are in my life today, who are listening to my voice right now, who are in a place that is beneath and underneath their potential. It's a few reasons why. Because you listen to the wrong people. People have sabotaged your success with their screwed up and jacked up views of the world. And you keep on listening to them and you're going to keep on reverting backwards. That arrested development. You're going to revert backwards you're going to be just like Benjamin Buttons always struggling God didn't intend now now look I ain't no prosperity preacher but some of us we just living look if he did it for me and he's no respecter of persons he'll do it for you what is the what is the blockage What what is stopping you from progressing? It's because you got the wrong people in your ear. Listening to people, just just kind of look back and 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 kind of you know validate like the credibility of their opinion. <laughs> if they ain't doing nothing with it, if they ain't doing nothing with the the guidance that they're giving you and and. I'm gonna I'm I'm be clear. And what you gonna do with it? Now that don't mean that a person can't tell you that a, that fire is hot and never touch it, because folks can give you advice and never have the experience themselves. But I'm talking about when people, you know, t- 
tell, oh, no, nah, you shouldn't listen to her. You shouldn't go to that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. They don't want to see you win. Man, what is that, that guy's name? Who is going to come to me? They don't want to see you win. That's why they don't want you to get close to a person and get to know them for yourself. I Do you know I have people dog my name and, and really present me in such a negative light because they were closer to me than other people and people just so blind, so lazy, so lazy, you're going to adopt the opinion of somebody else and not get to know a person for yourself. That's why you get stuck. That's why you get stuck because I'm the type of person, hey, Ain't no fun if your homies can't have none. Well, what that mean? Hold on. In other words, if I got it, I'm giving it to you. I'm unlocking the door. Coming back like uh, Ratatouille. I'm letting everybody in. But people know that. And they don't want to see you win. So they give you a perception about somebody that you don't get to know for yourself. And then once you done dog the person off of the opinions of somebody else's, then they don't want to have nothing to do with But that's the beauty of, of me and who I am. <laughs> God don't let me, he don't let me flow that way. Because when he say, I want you to bless, Trust me, I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, Jonah, you know, <laughs> I got to do it, I got to do what God tell me to do, alright, it was a couple of other things I wanted to talk about, but I, I think I did a pretty good job so far on this but the key things I just wanted to get out is that God loves us in such a magnificent way I mean we we can't even in our own minds we can't even comprehend the love that God has for us but one of the things that he's shown me over these last few years is that God does not perceive life and death the way that we do. It's just just not the same because he's an eternal God. So life and death does not mean the same as it means to us, although it is precious. So we don't know how long we have in the earth. But God knows. And God knows the plans that he thinks towards us. He wants us to do what he has planned for us to do during our lifetime. When I think about the life of Jesus and how he left the earth early in his 30s. You know how young that is? Then I think about some of the the people who were not necessarily in my time because I was I was gone I was born 
after they were gone, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, some of the greats that were taken at an early age. I, I believe that we all have an appointed time, you know, to live or die. I, I had an experience um, early last year, mid mid last year, as a matter of fact, where I had a dream about my dad, and there was a there was a man with him. He, he was a young man, looked like he was in his twenties, and and when I tell you he was he was handsome. But he looked like my dad and he looked like my brothers. And I couldn't understand it until I woke up. And in that dream, I felt like I had a visitation from my brother. And uh, which, by the way, my oldest brother, my parents' first son, he passed away at birth. And so it, it made me think about our appointed time so some of us leave the earth prematurely some of us leave when we should and some of us stay longer than God intended and so when I started thinking through that it kind of helped me understand that God does not put the same emphasis on life and death that we do Does that give us a right to take our life? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What that does is it conditions us to be the best that God has designed us to be during the time that he's given us, whether it's a long time or short time. We have to value life. We have to value life because we don't know how long we have to complete the assignment that he's given us. Jesus knew. Jesus knew he understood what the assignment was that was given to him. And as he walked through it, he always knew. He always understood from his father what he was supposed to do. But with us, sometimes we just don't know. I I can imagine Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. I mean, some some of the greats, which I said Marcus Garvey, but I wonder if he died in his 50s, 60s or something like that when he went over to England. But the point that I'm making is that the, the length of our life is not as valuable as the quality and the fulfillment of God's purpose in our lives. My responsibility is to be all that God has called me to be moment by moment of my life. And that means that I have to express to you my love in a way that you can feel the love of God. I know I have some other scriptures that I wanted to go through, but as with all of my conversations, I always go on a tangent. That's why I'm about to start, you know, I need to start writing certain things, which I do, I write it down. 
but maybe I should time myself or something. I don't know. But I just feel like certain things needed to be said tonight because we want to run run away from our responsibility and accountability and the things that we do because it becomes the norm. It becomes our dysfunction becomes the way that we function. And the toxicity that we exude out of our beings, people accept. <laughs> knowing, knowing certain people just narcissists. You can, you can always feel what's happening to you, but you can never empathize with what's happening to other people. You know what it feels like to be attacked, but you don't understand when you're the one that's attacking. But nobody want to say nothing. Nobody wants to address it. Or, or, this this one makes it worse. This one makes it worse. Not only will you not say nothing or not address it, you collude with it. And act like it's okay. How many of y'all saw all of the just, I, I don't even know the word to use for these people. I'm, I'm going to say um, what my boy, uh, Chris Como on CNN, he calls uh, these people Trumplicans. Trump, Trumplicans? Like Republicans, but Trump in front of it. And these people had a blind alliance to Donald Trump. And I'm, I'm saying what Don thinks about Donald Trump. He is a racist. He is a narcissist. He is a evil-spirited person. He's very vindictive. And so, with all of these qualities and attributes, you got people who will die for this man. You have people who will kill for this man. You have people who will look at his bad behavior and turn away as if it never happened and then hold up the blood-stained banner of the Christian religion and try to act like this man is a representative of Christ. Watching those dynamics kind of show me a different view of some of the dysfunction that we suffer through in the family. It's the same profile. It's kind of the same. You know, when they talk about the different traits of dysfunction and the different profile within, it's the same thing. But seeing it played out before your very eyes kind of shows you how people are willing to accept poor behavior. And I'm not saying that, you know, anybody in our families or our close relatives or friends or whatever are are like Trump, but some of them are. But I'm, I'm just saying that blind loyalty to someone. And you'll turn around and say, wrong is right. 
we have to stop. It's too much at stake. It's too much at stake. When God puts someone on your heart, reach out to them. Reach out to them. When I when I think about Jada, oh my goodness. Mm. Even even when my sons told me that the the weekend they told me that she was missing. And my my initial thought was, okay, you know, she she'll be okay. She'll be okay. She wasn't. She wasn't. Something, something in me said, well, let me call my sister. Let me see what they're doing. Let me get with them and, and, and help them with what they're doing. Because I'm thinking, you know, they got to go find them. So let's go look around, things like that. It, 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 was, it was such a quick thought, but it was a fleeting thought. I'm not saying that I would have changed the outcome. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying looking back. Grab the lesson learned. And moving forward, do better. Do better. The other thing, don't jump into a situation that you're going to make worse. Do not jump into a situation you're going to make worse. You know that you ain't quite got to where I need you to be with the shh. And you know you a gossip. And you know that if you engage with certain people, you're going to be an adjutant. Just, just kind of stay away from that. <laughs> that ain't your assignment yet. But support someone else doing it. You know, encourage someone else to be, you know, an arm or, or an extension, you know, of you, if you can't do it. I really hope I'm being clear. I, I really do. I really do. I want to do another podcast, you know, not just me talking and rambling on, but I want to, I want to talk. I want people to share their experiences and be raw about it. Be raw about it. We, it's not about right or wrong. Because like I said, my my experience, when I share it, I'm just giving you my version. Other people that was participants in it, they might see it totally different. But I'm giving you my version. That's what I, I really want to pull some people together. So y'all just listening. Inbox me, text me, whatever. And let me know that you're open to having the conversation so that it can help others. Ultimately, if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, if if the thought ever crossed your mind, listen, if the thought ever crossed your mind, get some help. If you ever thought that you would be better off taking your life than trying to process, you know, navigate through the process of whatever it is that you're going through, you need to get some help. 
Deliverance is the ultimate, is the ultimate. Deliverance is the ultimate, is the ultimate solution. There's no in between. Medication can help supplement. Therapy can help supplement. Deliverance is what you, me, everybody, what we need. When that stronghold comes in, and especially if it's throughout the generations, get the help that you need. And for those of you who are on the outside looking in, if it looks like you, someone around you is struggling, speak up. If you see something, say something. And and don't try to have no excuse for gossip because that ain't what I'm saying. Take it, take it to someone you know you can trust. Bring it to me. Now let me be clear. Bring it to me. Because I ain't going to go running telling people business. But we got to be more active in our pursuit to help heal and bring forth deliverance. We got to be active. We can't just be, you know, passive. And sometimes we just, you know, we got to be real with people. We got to be real with people. We ain't got to sugarcoat and, 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 and love. Be honest. Be honest. Now, everybody is not meant to meet your needs. Everybody is not meant to cater to your whims. But... Should you know and understand your worth and your value and your boundaries? Yes, absolutely. Should you love people from where they are? Yes. But don't expect people to just lay down and, you know, walk on eggshells around you, you know, because somebody else hurt you. We're here to help you to to heal. We're here to help you heal because we need you whole. I hope I said something to hurt, to hurt. (laughs) I hope I said something to help somebody. Never want to hurt anybody, but tomorrow I I believe I'm going to come and try to get out what I intended to because this you know it's some good stuff it's some good stuff we need to just stop and think about um, uh, what we say and what we do and how we entreat people check on each other stop being so self-serving and selfish stop stop fueling that flesh you got Stop being a hater, sabotager, standing in the way of people, developing meaningful relationships with other people. Sometimes just keep your mouth shut. You know how many times? Do you know how many times I had to bite my tongue because I had an opinion about people? 
and I had to just shh, just be quiet. <laughs> let them, let them, let them connect anyhow, and and just be in the background praying. God, God, don't let them, don't let them hurt them. Don't let them just, just soften their hearts towards them. Curve their tongues. <laughs> Tell I'm for real. I had to pray that prayer. And some folk that I know without a shadow of a doubt just as just as toxic as the day is long. I mean, hot mess. I think the line <laughs> never mind, I better shut up. But I do. I I draw the line when it comes to my kids. I I'll be blocking. I be like block 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 block, like Wonder Woman with those, uh, her arm shields. Just stay away from my kids. You you can go around anybody else. Stay uh, nope. Mm-mm. Not till I see you done had deliverance. You done been delivered. But that's anybody, not just a specific person. So don't feel special. I'm talking about anybody. Because I love my kids. I love my husband. I love I love my family. And let me just take this opportunity to say to anyone that is listening, if I have offended you, if I have hurt you, if I've broken you, if I've done anything to you, I ask sincerely for your forgiveness. And I promise you, I promise you, this it is a handful of folk. And that includes my mom and my dad. And that gives me three more fingers on my hand that I can honestly look back and say, that I have done things to them directly. Not through somebody else, not because somebody else had a problem with me, but I have done things to them that I feel horrible. And those people know who they are. I've, I've reconciled, I've apologized, and I'm not talking about my children. But it's a handful of people. Other than that, I try to... I, I try to be there for people. I try to be the person, you know, that that is um, objective. You know, I, I try to just meet people where they are. But if by chance, because I'm, I can not be self-aware about who I am. If by chance I have hurt you. And if you think I know, nine times out of ten, I don't. But I apologize. I really am sincerely sorry for what I have done. And if you want to let me know, so I won't do it again. And I'm telling you, this is a judge-free zone. Uh, you know, feel free. Let me know. Tell me what I've done to you so that I can be more specific but I repent, not just being sorrowful in my actions, but turning from them so that I won't ever, ever, ever hurt you like that again. But I love you. And in 2021, it is my plan and purpose to commit 
to love beyond words and love and action and in deeds. All right, so this is where I'm going to cut off for tonight because it's almost midnight. <laughs> and I do intend to come and give y'all some more Bible scriptures. How about that? And we're going we gonna to kind of break this thing down, you know, with with uh, suicide and what leads to it. And, and, and we're going to pray and, and try to seek God. Amen. All right. And if anybody wants to come and share their experiences, you know, with suicide or, or depression or, you know, any um, emotional uh, struggles that you have had, let's talk about it and let's try to help one another. Amen. All right. Well, I love you all. I'm going to publish this tonight. I hope it helps somebody. Bye-bye.